Thank you for listening to Christ Alone Podcast, where we believe that Jesus lived, died, and resurrected according to the scriptures. Our hope is that God can bless you through this week's episode. Welcome to our very first segment of Testimony Thursdays with Christ Alone Podcast. Our very first testimony today will be from a brother whose friendship um, is growing more and more each time that we interact and continues to be a blessing, uh, especially to me. I I just I love I love him already. We haven't even met, and and I love him already. Um, he's a brother in Christ and, um, he also has his own podcast. So, uh, pay attention to that. Um, he'll talk about it a little bit. Now we're sharing his, uh, testimony first because our intent was first to share our testimony, but as usual, God had other plans. Once I heard his testimony, because he was able to complete his testimony before I was able to record mine or my sister was able to record hers, I listened to it. And in that moment, I realized I cannot hold on to this testimony for three weeks. That's three weeks where God isn't being honored and glorified through this testimony. So uh, without further ado, I'm going to share this testimony first. And I want you guys to listen intently because God is good. God is good. And there isn't a depth too deep or a distance too far that the Lord cannot rescue from. So listen intently and God bless. You know, I'm having the hardest time giving a testimony. I think it's because I'm sitting here by myself talking to a microphone. Usually when I give a testimony, I'm in front of people. I'm in front of a youth group or a congregation or even one person, one-on-one, just telling my story to show the goodness of God, to show Jesus in my life. I feel like I'm the exception to the rule. So many people that started out life like I did and went through the things that I did end up at 55 years old and they're not alcoholics or drug addicts or in jail, I can only attribute that now to God looking out for me because there was something that he needed me to do. And for most of my adult life, I never knew what I wanted to do. I was one of those kids that never knew what I wanted to be when I grew up. I got into high school. I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up. I ended up joining the Navy instead of going to college for reasons that we may talk about on a future testimony show. I survived a suicide attempt in my early 20s, one in which the doctor told me that I should be dead, that he had no explanation to how I woke up and why I'm still alive. There was a meeting unawares of entertaining angels that night, which is such a strange thing to just say and pass on. But again... I think that's part of the testimony for another day. In my 20s, I married a Baptist preacher's daughter, second marriage, 22 years old, after the first one ended in divorce. Lasted 15 years, 
still friends with her today, have a beautiful child with her who's about to have her first baby. But I learned a lot about our Lord, my Jesus, during those 15 years. But unfortunately, I didn't learn quite enough. I was saved, and I'm doing finger quotes. I went to the altar, said a prayer, and I was saved forever, right? Because that's what you're taught. I was licensed and ordained and became a youth pastor, and I had no business being a youth pastor. 26, 27 years old, too smart for my own good. I was a good youth pastor, I think, and I did love the Lord. But at some point, it became more about being a youth pastor than serving God. It was about doing the work for God, but not having the relationship with him. And I took my eye off the prize, and in a moment of weakness, in a split second, I went from a respected Christian, a respected minister, respected youth pastor that everybody liked, to a pariah because I cheated on my wife. It's horrible. In that split second, I lost my reputation. I lost my ministry. I lost my wife. I lost my daughter. I lost my daughter in the way that I saw her every day whenever I wanted to. I lost friendships. I lost my mind. And I went on a 10-year bender of booze and drugs and debauchery and women. Again, should probably be dead. At the very least, I should have a testimony about life in prison because during that time I was arrested. I don't get arrested. I was always the good kid, but my guard was down. And I hate it, but it was false allegations from a Jezebel spirit that I happened to be married to at the time. Not making excuses. I'm just saying, God got me through it. And it didn't turn out as bad as the enemy had planned. But God got me through that. That was my low point. That was after my third divorce. The first divorce ended in a suicide attempt. The second divorce ended with me being an adulterer and running off and hiding from God. And the third divorce ended with me being arrested. That was the bottom of my barrel. I started to get some stuff straight. I went on a wilderness tour of my own. I bought a house. I bought some stuff that I liked. Had a hobby that I wanted to get back into. I started going back to church. It was the first Baptist church that I remember going to with my first wife, or second wife. Can't even keep them straight. What a life. Did that for about a year and a half. I hadn't dated anybody since my last divorce. And I guess that would have been uh, four years since I'd seen anybody. Wasn't planning on dating, but I met a wonderful woman. And I know you're like every woman you meet is probably wonderful. You've been married three times. Well, yes, it does seem that way. But I felt like I'd learned so much over the years. And we dated for four and a half years. And in those four and a half years, we both got really involved in a new church together. 
We went to Bible school together, graduated from Bible college, made plans to get married. We had the most wonderful relationship, I thought. We, uh, we had definite boundaries. We dated for four and a half years in total purity, which I feel pretty good about. But I guess when it got down to the wire here, it just wasn't 100%. And we ended up breaking up. I loved this woman more than I'd loved any other woman ever. And I was terrified of what was going to happen to me. Because I knew suicide attempt, debauchery, and jail, what in the world could possibly happen to me now? Two days after we broke up, I made my way to a different church with different people. I guess I thought I'd try something I'd never tried before, which was given 100%. And I wasn't really even sure what that meant. But I knew that this little church in this little town not far from me I knew some people that went there, and they were so excited about this little church and something called deliverance and being born again. I'd heard of being born again. I'd read it. I'd taught it. I thought I was. I was not. I think the kicker is the word self, S-E-L-F, self. I never really understood what self was. You know, Jesus says, as if anyone would follow me, he would deny himself, pick up his cross daily, and follow me. I knew that. I knew that's what Jesus said. I never really understood what deny yourself meant. I learned that night. I walked up to a pastor that I'd never seen before. Well, I mean, I knew her from Facebook, but we'd never met in person. And never really had any conversations. She says now that she knew me as the the guy on Facebook that used to make her laugh. <laughs> but I stood in front of her that night. The first words she says to me in person is she looks up at me, and there's a crowd of people. Hands are already being laid on me. I went there wanting to be healed and not even understanding what that meant, which is really crazy considering where I've been and what I've done in my life, the very least of which was a licensed and ordained minister. But I wanted what other people had and wondered all these years why I couldn't seem to get what other people had. And she starts to pray, and she stops, and she looks up at me and says, you were sexually assaulted as a child. I stopped breathing. She said, the Holy Spirit just told me that you were sexually assaulted as a child. I said, yes. Yeah. And she grabbed her adult son by the arm and yanked him over. And I looked this guy in the eyes, and he hugged me, and I hugged him back. She whispers, this is my son, and he was sexually assaulted by his father when he was a child. And as I'm hugging him and crying and started bawling like a little 
kid. I haven't cried like that since I was a kid, and I surely hadn't cried like that in, in a close group of strangers like that. And that's when I that's really when I lost it. And I don't know how long we stood there just hugging each other. Just hugged it out. Hug it out. Brothers got a hug. We prayed that night. I got on the floor and we prayed and she just knew she could read me like a book. And she is pulling demonic spirits out of my body. Things that I've carried around with me my whole life. You see, the sexual assault that happened to me was from a Catholic priest. The first time I ever really started going to church when I was nine was when my mother remarried and he was Catholic. And a few years later, we moved 500 miles away to another state. And within two and a half months of being the new kid in this little town, I had been groomed for those two months by the priest of our church. Had changed my whole life at 13. It changed my personality. It changed my outlook. There's really no telling what all switched 180 degrees when that happened because I was not yet finished growing physically or mentally or spiritually. But she said, the devil stole the personality that God had for you. She said, you, you joke about everything. That's your defense mechanism. So you don't have to open up to people. I'm like, oh my gosh, you got to quit. I love this woman and I love her husband. They are the best people. And I'm so blessed to have them in my life. That's just been four months. This that I just told you happened four months ago. I'm 55, and for the first time in my life, I don't have any anxiety about the future. I didn't worry about the future before. I worried about what I didn't know about the future, if that makes sense. For the first time in my life, I'm confident that the steps that I'm taking are approved by God. The podcast that I started is blessed by God. And I'm not patting myself on the back and saying what a great podcast I have. What I'm saying is that that podcast started in October 10th. And at Thanksgiving, I've got a radio station that's calling me saying they want to play my show on their station once a week. And it is right now, Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. in Atlanta, Georgia. That's a lot of exposure. It's a lot of responsibility. I don't know that I could have done this the way it needed to be done had I not broken up with that woman. And I don't say that woman in a negative way because I love her. I haven't had enough time to stop the feelings that I had for her. But I'm in love with her. I was ready to spend my life with her. We text occasionally. 
just about things that are going on. We don't talk about getting back together. I don't know that we could get back together. My life has changed so much since we got, since we split up. I don't know that I have time to devote to a woman with between work and being at church all the time and doing this podcast. I get about six hours sleep a night. This is how I know God is in it because five or six hours sleep tends to do me okay. And I used to go to bed at 8.30 and wake up at 5. Loved getting eight, nine hours sleep. And now I get six if I'm lucky. But I'm not tired because I'm doing the Lord's work. There's so much joy in my life now because I have a relationship with Jesus Christ. I understand what it is to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I understand what it is right now to know, and all the letters of that word, K-N-O-W, are capitalized, to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that if I were to die right now, I would spend eternity in heaven with my Father, with our Abba Father. God has been so good. And he's kept me around because there was something that he needed me to do. He kept me alive in the 80s. He kept me healthy in the 90s. He kept me out of jail in the 2000s for a time such as this. Because here we are in the very last days. If you don't believe we're in the very last days, you've been asleep. Prophecy is being fulfilled daily. There's never, ever been a time in all of human history that Jesus could be back at any second. All of the prophecy being fulfilled in Israel, all of the Isaiah prophecies, I can't even go over all of them. But here I am recording the Word of God right at the cusp of the end times. And all I could think is the message that I give is biblical. It's all Word of God, but I present it in a way that I don't think I've heard anybody else present it. Again, not patting myself on the back. It's just the 55-year-old man that lived all these years that used humor to hide behind. I'm now able to use the humor and all the years of isolation watching movies and having a love of 80s pop culture, all that rolled into one is the Renewed Mindsets podcast. And now they're being recorded and stored. For what? I don't know that in a couple years I'm going to still be doing the podcast. I don't really think that I'll be here. Of course, I could be gone before this airs on Stephen's podcast. But I believe that what I'm recording between the Renewed Mindsets and the Wisdom for the Day, which is a daily show where we go over the book of Proverbs like five minutes a day, I believe that's going to be there for the ones that are left behind. Because the good preachers are going to be gone. YouTube will probably pull everything has anything to do with Christianity. 
but these are stored all over the world with an RSS feed. I believe that podcasts are going to be able to be accessed when other things are not able to be accessed. I could be completely wrong. It's happened to me once or twice in my life. This is going long. Let me get back to the testimony. At this point, I should be dead and in jail. Such a stupid thing to say. I didn't know how bad it, it I just knew it was going to get bad. This relationship to me was just as close as any marriage I'd ever had. And I'm happier right now than I've ever been in my life. And three days after I broke up with her, I had such joy in my life because of Jesus, because of the Holy Spirit indwelling in me and knowing that God's got my back, that God can get me through this. He got me through so much in my past that he's going to get me through this. You need that peace in your life. If you don't have that kind of peace, you need Jesus. You need the Jesus, Holy Spirit, peace. I encourage you to go talk to a, your pastor. Talk to a friend. Talk to a neighbor. Talk to Stevens or Angie. You can contact me. I'm sure that my contact information will be in the show description. There's not a Christian that I know that would not give up something of their personal time, personal life to lead you in the direction of a relationship with Christ. I am so overwhelmed right now. I know that at the beginning of this, I sounded somber and slow, and that's a problem that I've had here lately with podcasting is sitting alone and talking to a microphone and you tend to just not have any emotion in your voice because there's no reason for it. It's You're talking to yourself. But I just realized I'm not alone. Jesus is in this room with me. Praise God, I am not alone. I might be sitting in an RV looking at a cat laying on the couch, but that doesn't count. I am not alone. You need Jesus in your life. You need the wisdom of the Holy Spirit to lead you and guide you through these last days. Because it's going to get bad, people. It's going to get really bad. And I'm afraid of, for those that are just at the cusp of this, that they're going to fail. They're going to fail some big tests in the next months. I don't even want to say years because I don't know how it could possibly be, but no one knows the day or hour. But I do know this. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, if you are not truly born again of the Spirit, you're not going to make it. You're going to end up taking that mark. It's easy to say, no, I'm not. I've watched those movies. I'll, I'll see. I'll see it coming. I'm telling you. The world is so deceived. And you really need to open up the Bible and study it for yourself. I don't know that you can trust, I don't know that you can trust the, a lot of other Christians out there. There's so much deception in the world, and I'm afraid. I mean, I'm not afraid, 
I'm going to tell you right now, the remnant, the Christians that are actually born again and are going to spend an eternity in heaven is called the remnant. There's a hundred and Forget what I 170,000 professed Christians in the United States alone. Ten <sighs> percent of that are truly born again. The rest are deceived. Christian in name only, and they don't even know it. Don't be one of those numbers. Don't be that person. Be one of the remnant. Stevens told me to keep this under 30 minutes. I'm like, this should only take about 10. Here we are at 30 before I edit out the uhs and ums. I love you. I truly do. And I don't know you. You're listening to a podcast by a man and a woman that I've never met in person and only been talking to for a few weeks. And I love them as brothers and sisters. They are good people. And I'm so happy that you follow them. Now, you're more than welcome to come follow me, but don't quit following them to follow me. I'm talking about our podcast, not follow us. This isn't an advertisement for my podcast is what I'm saying. Being comfortable behind a microphone is evident, and it's evidence that I use the microphone for other things. Again, part of the reason God kept me alive when I should have been dead in 1990, who knows? I'll know someday. I got to end this. It sounded horrible, didn't it? I have to end it all. I got to quit. Stevens, Angie, I love you. Thank you so much for your obedience and your faithfulness to God. And thank you for your friendship. And thank you for the opportunity to speak to your listeners. Lord, Father God, I love you. Thank you for sending your son. Thank you for filling me with your Holy Spirit. Father, I thank you for the saving grace that you've put upon my life. I thank you for the confidence that I carry with me every day and knowing that I will spend eternity with you. Lord, I pray for these people that are listening today, Lord, that if they don't know you, that they come to know you, that they feel the joy that comes only from knowing you and being filled with your Spirit. We ask this and so many other things in your precious name, Jesus Christ. Amen. I encourage you to contact Stevens or Angie if you need to talk, if you have prayer requests, if you have questions about accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior, if you have questions about what it is to be born again. Ask them. But you can always contact me. You can find me at renewedmindsets.com. You could send a voice message. Send a voice message. I'm so used to saying that with a podcast. You could send me a message through the website, 
or you could send me an email direct to rick at renewedmindsets.com. Again, this is not an advertisement for my podcast, but I just spent 25 minutes exposing my heart to you, and someone may feel like they want to talk to me because of that. And I welcome it, and we'll have a great talk. And you'll probably listen to the podcast after that because you'll know me. But again, stick with this one. I love you. See ya. 